Alrighty, here we go, Creed fam, Port fam. Oh, we got Sunday, an Easter Sunday match coming up. Um, I apologize, this preview is coming out basically 12 hours before the game. Um, been, as anyone listens to the podcast in the recent recent weeks, it's been incredibly busy. Uh, work, people, everyone's got COVID. I barely have any time to scratch my own ass, let alone um, do anything I want to do with um, about two weeks straight of work now with just uh, keeping on top of staffing. But um, yeah, I was like, I almost thought about just going, I just can't get to the preview this week, but I, I like to do it. And even if it's just... 20 minutes of my thoughts out in the internet ways for anyone who has the time to listen to it before the game. That's part of it. So, yeah, um, intrigued with this game coming up. Um, Carlton, despite having a 3 and one start of the season, are in an interesting place because they lose to Gold Coast last week and everyone's that's going, oh, here's the Carlton we know and love, um, apart from Carlton fans. Um, so, you know, there's an interesting, you know, tale with them already because, you know, the, the expectations... Um, after finally breaking the hoodoo of Richmond at the opening uh, in the opening round of beating them in the opening game, the massive scenes. Um, genuinely, as a, just as a sports fan, it was cool to see just how the fans got up and about in the stands after they, the final siren went against them at the end of that Richmond game. You know, everyone's up and about. They want to know, and then they beat the dogs the next week. And oh my God, the lid is off. They're off and flying. They're ready. They're the you know the the blue they're the flag is they're, you know. The, they're often running to the races and, you know, buying their grand final tickets and all that stuff. Um, and they win the next week, although it's a little bit more dicey. You know, it's a close one against Hawthorne. Um, but then last week comes and they, they lose to the Gold Coast and it's like, well, fuck me. What's going on here? This is this is, this is the, this is the Colton Blues we know and love and, you know, everyone. So they're 3-1. and one. They're in a great position to start the season. You know, they would have they would have taken 3-1 and because you look at opening the, opening the season with... Uh, Richmond and the Bulldogs very easily could have been known too, like they have been for the last fucking 50 million years. But um, they've started the season three and one, great position to be in. But in this weird way, you know, the loss to Gold Coast last week just seemed to open up all the old wounds that had just been stitched up about how who Colton are, about who they are as a team, how strong they are, their ability to win the game, you know, win consistently and and win big games and not not completely fall apart. And you know, Gold Coast um, are a better team than history says, but they're still not great. Um, they beat us in the preseason, so who the fuck isn't beating us at the moment, though? But anyway, um, but, you know, it's hard to say. We're still in that early part of the season where we're not exactly sure where sides are. Um, you know, you go Carlton, beat Richmond in the first game of the season. Um, Richmond have looked okay the last couple of weeks, but then the, uh, up until today where Richmond lose to Adelaide, and we all know what we think about Adelaide, but, you know, who knows where Adelaide Adelaide actually haven't lost embarrassingly all year. To be fair, um, to be completely objective, there, um, you know, they haven't had a, as embarrassing loss as we have this year. So you know, maybe that loss for Richmond isn't so bad on paper. But uh, well, um, if you actually give it some thought, but you know, on paper, you go, well, Richmond losing Adelaide, how good are they? So then that that goes back to the Carlton game at the start of the year. How good are Carlton? And then so this is where Carlton are right now. This is where they are. They're already they're three and one, which is amazing for them. But then they're already like in this weird place. Um, so for us, that leaves me with a thing. Well, fuck, we've got to come up against this Carlton side that are already like there's already a, a quest. There's a little question about them. So this is a big game for Carlton in that sense. This is what like, my first three minutes of banging on about, you know, and slightly rambling about where Carlton are is like it's actually. <laughs> um, I would rather be coming up against against Carlton if they'd beaten the Gold Coast last week, because then. They'd be flying, and then and we, maybe we can catch them napping. But they're already got that little question on them um, about you know, and they're going to be looking for a response this week. 
Which, fuck me, we don't need a Colton. We don't need Colton looking for a response because we're just struggling as it is. But anyway, um, yeah, it's been an interesting thing. You know, if, 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 you know, the odds on getting to this game and going Port will be 0-4 and, and Colton will be 3-1, and 1, boy, oh boy, if I'd put $5 on that at the start of the season, I would be not working a day in my life again, I think, because no one would have had that. No one. If you would have, if you would have gone to a bookie and said, Carlton are going to be three and one, Port are going to be zero and four. Give me the best, give me the odds you can. Bookie would have said, "You can pick them, pick the odds, pick them. I'll give you the longest odds ever, and you can pick them. Just pick them, whatever you want." And um, you would have been walking away today, just an absolute, just with you know, you could have gone and bought the bought Marvel Stadium from the AFL. <laughs> you could have offloaded all that debt they took in over COVID. That's how long, it, just no one would have expected it at all. So it's a crazy position to be in, to go be going to the MCG and um, being underdogs. Maybe it helps us, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a weird place, I think, for both teams at the moment because Carlton, like I said, uh, in this opening of this pod, um, this preview, um, Carlton are in this weird place. That they've opened the season three and one, but last week opened up those wounds um, about who they are and how strong they are and where their chances are, which I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I think three and one's a good start, like whatever, but... Um, they're certainly going to be looking for a response this week and we're, of course, every week so far looking for a response and not getting it. So, And at this point, with where where we are and the injuries keep piling up and not while we're getting some back, and we'll get into that in a bit, um, our ability to make a response is um, I still am unsure of at the moment. So I'm not going to make this a long preview because I, I just don't have the time being as late on a Saturday night and um, I'm working all Easter weekend. Um, hospitality, what up? Um, but yeah, we'll chat about just <laughs> what might be possible in this one and and see where we're at. But um, yeah, it's it, I find it just to, to open up the podcast and kind of get the thing going. I find it in it where b- both teams are in this weird position. I'd much rather be in Carlton's position, but it seems like both teams are looking for a response this week. Obviously, we're a lot more desperate in needing a response, but Carlton, after last week, are already in that position where people are going, is, was the was the um, 3-0 and start a false economy kind of thing is kind of where it seems to have the questions that have been asked after losing to the Gold Coast last week, which might just be a little bit, um, you know, rude about, you know, people just aren't still not trusting the Gold Coast either so maybe that's a reflection on them too but we're not going to go that deep down the rabbit hole we're just going to talk Carlton and Port so um, we'll take a quick break here and we'll um, chat about where Carlton's side is lining up this weekend because they've got a fair few changes rolling in um, for that side um, this week alrighty so Carlton have been ringing in the changes a little bit this week um, what have we got here uh, <sighs> six changes from last week um, I think they so they basically they announced the squad what well, that, that would have been fucking what day Easter weekend always fucks with them like seriously four day weekends are an absolute fuck for the brain uh, when you when you work with a standard AFL schedule you know with teams playing you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday whatever um, so when Carlton's um, latest list lineup is like oh, with further three alterations following last night's squad announcement I don't even know what day that was anymore so but I think the squad announced on um, where Thursday night, uh, Friday night, they announced further changes because of um, some further <laughs> injuries and issues they're having. So um, basically, Jack Noons is back. Uh, Matthew Cottrell is back. Um, and, then, uh, and then as well as Corey Durden, uh, Mark Pitnett. Um, who's the other one? Where have we got here? Uh, There's uh, Luke Parks as well. 
uh, back in. So Mark Pitnett is a big big in as far as their rut goes. Um, they've been probably missing him maybe as well. Um, but um, it's interesting they've got they've dropped Tom Tom DeKoenig, um, Lockie Fogarty, Lockie O'Brien, Paddy Dow. Uh, I would have. I'm surprised. Tom DeKoenig is a is a player that um. I don't watch too much Carlton. Like I actually, I do try to watch a lot more footy than I used to other teams, just because I just as an appreciator of the game. Um, so I've I haven't seen too much Carlton this year. Just it's just they, their games haven't fallen at a time that I've been watching, and I'm not going out of my way to watch a replay of a Carlton game, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, I've caught like a half here and there, and like Deconing, maybe I've just caught patches where he's been playing well. But I just thought Deconing. Um, might be a bit unlucky to be being dropped. He's like, you know, he's a big sizable body. He can play in the rock a bit and just, but that's probably the pick, pit net coming back. Pit net's going to be, pit net's the one you, you're putting in the rock. So, um, yeah, it's a, and that's an interesting one to come back in when we've got um, Sam Hayes coming in on, on debut. It's going to be an interesting battle in the rock. Um, I'm unsure of what to think about that with, with pit net coming in as well as, and then, um, you know, and then Sam Hayes coming in for his first game. I'll talk about Portmore in a moment, about what my expectations are, because I'm actually um, just the Sam Hayes issue has been interesting, and the and the ruck story at Port as a whole is an interesting one. But anyway, I'll get into that when we talk about Port in a bit. But um, otherwise, yeah, like the in, the ins and outs are, are what they are. Um, like I said, De Koning's a player that I think is good. Um, so but I'm not sure what you know. I'm not a Carlton fan, so I don't know what the, what the selection issues are there. Um. They're pretty blessed with um, players at the moment, but although they they obviously have Patrick Cripps out for a while, that's a big one for us to um, to be able to not have to worry about his influence because he was starting off the started off the season like house on fire. Um, people were putting money on you know the Brownlee bets were coming in thick and fast after the first couple of weeks, but it's not like they're um, left wanting in the midfield when you got Sam Walsh um, also could be a Brownlee winner um, and you know was right up there last year. One that has been really impressive to me coming down from Sydney. Um, Sydney having blessed and or cursed with their um, salary cap issues and their and their um, list management issues last year. They've you know Jordan Dawson who we've already had um, an unfortunate encounter with this year um, at the Crows, and then George Hewitt um, who came down from Sydney to um, to Carlton has been really blossoming down there in the midfield alongside Sam Walsh and Jack and Jack Nunes coming in as well. And um, then, of course, you got Adam Chera having come across from Frio, and we'll set it like there's just they they're really considering the loss of Patrick Cripps is is undoubtedly a loss um, for this game. The the, the blessings they have with um, runners in the midfield is is quite strong. Um, Jake Wittering is taking over the captaincy this week. Um, it's, it, they've got a decently not it's not a strong back line, but they've got some good runners off the half back and everything as well. So they're just a they're a side that um will be um. Interesting for our side with how much we've struggled to move the ball is how we counter the counter their movement with the ball and they're running because I you know Adam Sard's a great player of halfback as well and um, it's going to be interesting to see how we battle it despite the like uh, you know I look at you know you could go Patrick Cripps out as a massive plus for us regardless but uh, I still worry about their um their speed you know their their midfield and um, considering we've um, had arguably at, well. Uh, He's a Brownlow winner now. We can we can officially say that, and um, it's a great thing. Um, we've we have lost Ollie Wines for the next few weeks, um, and we are already struggling um, <laughs> as it is. So, uh, it, you know, the the losses are you could say um, 
are ev- evened out in that sense. So um, it's I I worry I, they're, they're they're a strong side in the in the middle still, and it's going to be an interesting battle in that sense um, up forward as well. Um, obviously, we've got our guys coming back, the likes of um, uh, you know, Alir Alir is back, and so we'll see. I'll talk about our boys again in a second, but um, I worry about um his ability how good he like i i just really hope that the leer is coming back not too soon that's the thing i have this I have this thing and i guess i'll i'll just organically go into um talking about us in a moment but um yeah i i worry about um rushing guys back when our season is on tender hooks anyway i don't want to be i don't want to be um push, pushing for a leer to come back um if he if he isn't quite right um because i don't think i think the season is maybe it's pessimistic of me and I think that you know if we can win this week and then get a couple of wins in the next few weeks you know the season is recoverable in a sense um obviously you know you're not you're not out of it until you're mathematically out of it but um I do hope we're not rushing Aaliyah back um I hope it is that he is truly a freak of nature which I'm happy to believe because I fucking love Aaliyah Aaliyah I truly I absolutely am happy to believe that he's an Iron Man a Superman he's a being from another planet and he's he was born in a laboratory whatever he is an incredible specimen of a human being um, and uh, I'm happy to believe that he is just back because he's um his body has recovered, um surgery's gone well and his body's recovered and he's just ready to go and and hit all Australian form soon after. But that is my worry is that we're um we're going to be putting him up against like you know like Sir Harry Mackay and Charlie Kerno, two big units in the um the forward line for um for Carlton. And we're going to be having a Lear um battle, you know, you know. And Tom Cleary and Co. And Cleary was it was good to have Cleary back last week as well. I'm happy to have him back, um, but I'm just hoping that we're we're not rushing Aaliyah back too soon and bat- battling with the like you know Harry Mackay, Coleman winner, big unit, hard to hard to play against, and Charlie Kernow as well, a big bustling unit down there in the forward line. So it's going to be an interesting. Look, Colton, like I said at the start of this podcast, they're in an interesting place, being three and one, but coming off a loss that um, started asking the questions again. Um, there's a lot of players there, um, and then particularly with Cripps out, um, and he's been the storyline early in the season for them. There's a lot of guys, Sam Walsh probably um, being the the boy wonder, and and uh, a player that uh, you know last year was up there in the Brownlow. He it's a chance for him to shine with Cripps out. Not that you know, obviously as a team game, he's going to be he'd prefer to have Cripps in there doing what he's doing and and overall helping the team cause, but. Um, you know, it's a chance for Sam Walsh and the likes of, like I said, George Hewitt's come down and played really well at the start of his Carlton career. And, and even guys like Jack Nunes that have come back in, he's he's a handy player um, and he's been playing pretty well down at VFL level from what I've seen. So, um, you know, guys like that, have, they, they've got they've got some depth and, um, and yeah, you likes of Adam Cherry having come across from Freo as well. Um, just a little bit more chance of ball disposal um, moving around a little bit with Cripps out, there, out of there taking those touches. So, you know, big chances there for some Carlton players to... Um, stamp their case and 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 show that the and you know like I said they're trying to respond from a loss that has um, started asking those questions so interesting place for them to be and that's why it makes me um uh, there's and obviously um Owen being Owen four absolutely um exacerbates some of those 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 worries those pessimistic pessimistic um um thoughts that you have with your own team coming up against against another team so yeah we'll get into talking about our port boys and see where see where the game um hopefully will be one for us all right so as i've mentioned um previously as i've mentioned man i've had like a bottle of wine with dinner and 
so forth tonight already, so I apologize. A little slurry, but fuck it, it's Easter weekend. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned already, Elia is back, um, which is wonderful. Um, obviously, I said with the caveat being that he is good to go. Um, but yeah, wonderful to have Elia back. Um, he's just um, such an incredible player. Um, one of the one of the very best at what he does I've seen in a long, long time. Just how he. Um, you know his his intercept market and just his his athleticism to um to play one on one um because he kind of plays in a way that he has the speed and athleticism to get back and play one on one or cut off and intercept um he doesn't rely on brute strength he, he can rely on agility and and all that stuff to be able to to make his impact in that sense so um just just a really wonderful player to watch and such a boon for our side if he is truly good to go um Cleary again wonderful to have back um last week as well um and Jonas obviously and then your likes of Ryan Burton congratulations to Ryan Burton playing his 100th AFL game 52 of those with us I believe if the numbers if I'm stacking the numbers up correctly in my mind um he um having gotten you know touch wood knock on wood touch by stick whatever um he you know his injury issues in the past have been well documented but like the last couple of years I think he's been just incredible and uh you know the trade um, for the list management to get the, the draft picks and him out of the trade for Wingard has just been, you know, regardless, you know, the, this year isn't going great, but you, you just got to look at that in isolation and go fucking fantastic. Stoked to have him have it play his 100th game at Port and um, hopefully 200 and beyond is here as well because he's an incredible player and um, we're lucky to have him. So, um, yeah, look, at, I'm feeling more confident with our back line. Obviously, I said with the caveat with Leah being in, um, Injury-free um, c- coming to this one and not restricted because um, I think he's and we certainly um, do uh, gonna it's gonna be a pretty decent battle down there with Mackay and Kernow and Code um, so yeah but um, pretty feeling a lot better about the defense than I probably was a couple of weeks ago um, wish we had uh, McKenzie um, obviously um, he was a great great debutant but um, this is more or less um, our preferred um, backline I think at this point so. Um, you know, Lockie Jones probably the the one missing. I think um, he would be in there as well. But um, you know, he's going to be. You know, I think the guys like him are going to be more pushing. You know, forward anyway. So, um, but yeah, pretty happy with that. Um, otherwise, um, Robbie Gray back in as well. Um, obviously not the same Robbie Gray as years ago, the champion that we know. But um, his guile, I think, and he certainly has a little bit of a a soft spot for Carlton after that majestic uh, winner a few years ago. Um, and just his guile and his experience, I think it'll be good. We can pinch him. I think he's he can still run in the midfield for periods, uh, as well as his um, his ability out forward. Um, he just adds an extra dimension to the to the forward line. Hopefully, that'll be great to have um, uh, Finlayson back in as well. Um, he had a great great outing in the San, uh, SNFL last week with six goals. Um, I think. Um, again, the forward line. It isn't the issue. The issue isn't. I just don't think it's. I, Yes, the forwards need to do more, um, but I, I just think that it's still it is structural things that are that are the issue down forward at the moment. So hopefully we can see a bit more. I don't even know what to say anymore. I said after the Adelaide game, despite the loss, I was more encouraged by the forward line issue, the forward line that we had going in that game against um, Adelaide. But then last week against Melbourne, we were absolutely insipid. But that was more or less an, an overall game plan strategy rather than the forward line. Well, it was the forward line, but it was an overall game plan strategy. It wasn't the forwards. So, sorry, that's more what I mean. So I hope to see more out of your Georgiades and Marshalls and then Finlayson. We really need to see Finlayson. But again, I don't think Finlayson, having been somewhat quiet in his start in his Port Adelaide career, is entirely down to Finlayson. So... Yeah, let's let's just hope for to see more out of him. But um, yeah, 
I fucking don't know. Uh, but um, Sam Hayes coming in for his debut. Um, that's, a, that's obviously another big move. Um, Scott Lyson, unfortunately, it looks like I would expect. I've seen Lyson three months labelled as a time frame. You've got to look at when you're in going into round five um, and a, and your Ruckman is being labelled as three months out with a shoulder injury. That's me going, just I would write in my mind and I'd be happy to be wrong. I'm just more or less writing him off for the season at this point. I just don't see, like, I think if, because Hayes is going to have to have a run and he, if he's the player, what we hope, and there's some, been some conjecture about where he's at because we all, we all thought, you know, he won the AR McLean medal as the best and fairest in our, in our SNFL squad last year. Um, we all thought he was just raring to go and then it was weird talk about whether where he was at earlier this season. But now he's being forced into it and um, I've been to, I don't get to too many SNFL games, but I've been to a few over the past couple of years and I've been impressed with his tap work, his ruck work, his... I think he's. Um, I think he's on part. Like he's, he's good. The the knock on Hayes has always been he's around the ground, but I, I think he's he's a two hundred and five centimeter monster. Um, I think you're always going to be when you when you get a guy that's um, it's an athletic freak that can do um, be an exemplary ruckman as well as an around the ground operator. And I think he can do like you know, you guys like your Max Gorns and stuff aren't like they're not exemplary athletes in the sense of um, being you know exquisite to watch and they're always a little bit ungainly but they they figure it out with and you can only get to that point with experience you know Max Gorn wasn't Max Gorn 10 years ago and Sam Hayes isn't going to get to being we're not going to know until we give him a shot and I think he's gotten he's shown enough for me to get the shot and I don't know why it's taken this long um, Lysett maybe but he should have, I, I would have preferred to have given Hayes a debut when he could have been maybe um, the second tall kind of thing and, and with our forward line being so in flux of the first couple of weeks it would have been better to, in my mind, to give him a shot um, as one of those second tools or whatever. But who knows? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. The issue is um, we're, we're forced into what we're doing at the moment and I, I expect Hayes to do well. And I think this is a good opportunity against Carlton. Pitnet coming back in. Um, he's Hayes has obviously got the size and reach, so hopefully he can use that. And um, he's had four years in the in our SNFL side now, so he's well used to being a Port Adelaide player and 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 plenty of coaching. So I expect him to do. I I, I actually have pretty reasonable expectations, and I'm excited for the freshness, I guess, of it too. You know, Lysett has clearly been hampered for the first couple of weeks for me. Um, his body hasn't been quite right, and nothing to do with the shoulder injury that's actually um, sidelined him. But um, I just think he hasn't been quite right. Um, he's been losing the hitouts week in, week out, and um, I think um, Hayes could give us give us um, a little bit more run from the hitouts and a little bit more first opportunity at the football because um, we've been doing all right with clearances despite losing the hitouts. Um, like Melbourne, I think was the first time. I think we. I can't remember. I, it's too far back now already. The Brisbane game, but I think in general clearances we've been doing all right at. Obviously, missing wines is going to be a, is is a hit, um, but. Uh, and we're we're not the strongest in midfield anyway, but it's a, it's a good chance for Drew, um, Amon maybe get it gets a bit more in the middle, and you like to um, Butters and Rosie and all those and all those guys are going to get more run through the midfield, which is what we've been asking for as well. Um, Dumont's in the game, Jackson Mead, all these young guys, and this is what I said in that my season preview before I knew that our season was going to completely go down the toilet in the first four weeks of the season. But we've got a lot of young guys that need to step up and take the next step. So while I, it is. It sucks to have Scooter out because I, I love Scooter. Um, obviously, his start of the season hasn't been as strong as previous performances, but I do like Lysett and 
Um, but, you know, this presents opportunities. You know, Sam Hayes gets his chance. Um, and then with the wines out, it gives a bit more chance for, you know, Drew had a great season last year and has been building a lot last year or so. But it's it's you guys like your, your Butters and your Rosies. Those are the guys that we're really expecting to... We're needing desperately for them to... They're in year three now, year four. Um, so we need them to take that step. So that that's the big ones for me. Um, uh, other squad stuff, uh, not too much more. Um, emergencies of Dylan Williams, Sam, Sam Skinner, Sam Mays, and Jed McKenty. Um, I always, every time I see Mays in the emergencies, I'm like, make him sub. <laughs> I just I love Sam Mays' sub. So, um, but I'm wrong often with the sub this year. So, um, who knows? I, it might. It's probably been named at this point. And I actually haven't. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I should have checked that before I started. But anyway, it, I'll find out after this pod if I was right or wrong. And who, while you're listening to this, if you know already, you're just gonna be going, "You're wrong, you dickhead." Eh, whatever. Um, I'm excited for the game anyway. I am excited. Not. Um, ex- my expectations are tempered, but I think it, it's a good chance. We need to get a win in this one if we want to see even a chance of our side um, being somewhat competitive down the stretch and maybe scraping into the eight, which is where we're aiming for now. We're not we're not finishing top four at this point already. Um, if we think we're a good side, um, I don't. I my expectations have gone down since the start of the year for obvious reasons and just how. Insipid we've been, and I, I I think my review of the Melbourne match um, was pretty clear in how embarrassed I was that we gave up on a lot of our um, our ideals as a football club over the past couple of years, and in that game, and um, surrendering to what how good Melbourne are, and yeah, Melbourne proved again tonight against GWS by winning by fucking eight or nine goals, pretty easily that they're um, a class above, but. Resetting expectations to just see um, what we have here, and um, it's, we we're too good to be zero and five. Is my belief still? Maybe not that much better, but um, I think we this is a game we should be looking at winning. Um, and uh, I hope it's a nice. I don't think we can win by a lot, but I'd, I'd love to see a good solid fifteen point win. Scrappy, maybe as it may be. Um, I'd like to see us just um, battle um, and and a little bit of pride in the pride in the jumper and. And get the job done. So, um, yeah, let's go. 15-point win. I'll be happy with that. Let's put the money on it. 15-point win. Can the pair. Let's get the job done. Get the season off uh, to get the winning of our season off to a start. And um, even if we're not, I don't know if that's going to give me enough to climb off the bottom of the table. But um, just get a win on the board and then go from there. So, can the pair. Let's fucking do it. Get the win on the board and, um, and get our season rolling. I hope to be chatting to you in a couple of days in a lot better mood than I have been in the last few reviews. Let's fucking go. We'll see you on the other side. Creed fam, Port fam. That's me out.